the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. <laughs> well... Good afternoon to you. Happy Good afternoon Monday. to you, you Happy crazy nuts. Monday, indeed, yes. I mean, holy heck, it's Monday. It, it feels like it's a Thursday. We've been through the boar wars here already. I hope that uh, wherever you are, as you make your ride home, that your Monday is off to very smooth sailing. Uh, the good news is the snow's melting. I'll take that as a small victory, right? We're in the 40s or so. Kath, good to see you. Uh, listen, we're, we're uh, streaming on Facebook, you can find us at wordfm.com, and uh, you've got yourself a brand new webcam, so you look I like do. a different person. Do I look like a different person? Yeah, haven't That's seen terrific. you for a while. Yeah. Okay, hi. Hi, everybody. So I've got my new webcam hooked up, Good and um, I'm still trying to like figure out the settings on it, mm-hmm. but you know, yeah. I'm very happy with it. I want to thank uh, Gary for purchasing this for me so that mm-hmm. you know I can communicate as best I can nice. with all of you crazies. Okay, so you can chime in on our Facebook feed and uh, check out Calf. In I'm the sure that'll look. be a real thrill for everybody. Be like, well, I got to get on there and look at the Facebook feed because of the webcam. <laughs> I mean, it's new, <laughs> so let's check it out, all right? Yeah. Get out of here. Hey, I do want to say that I was laying in bed this morning at some... Uh, undisclosed time because I, I, it, I was literally sleeping. It was kind of just becoming light yeah. and I was awoken because there was an incredible shift on my roof. Oh, like it woke me and what do you mean? both of both. So I, apparently there must've been a big chunk of snow cool. that started moving Really? And uh, myself and my two cats who were sleeping there with me, all three of us were like instantly jumped to attention. Like nice. what's happening? So, so did the snow just like think it was sliding down the roof? So. I think so. How weird is that? Very it was very thing. weird. It was mm-hmm. quite a way to wake up. Well, as we always do, we get underway with a, a new week and uh, a new day. Uh, let's look at the news stories of the day. Kath, please, won't you give us the top four at four? Well, yes, I will. For Monday, February 22nd. Can you believe it's February 22nd already? I like it. 2021. Number one. In the first study to describe the nationwide effectiveness of two vaccines, researchers in Scotland reported today that both the first doses of the Pfizer-BioNTech and the Oxford-AstraZeneca shots greatly reduced hospital admissions from COVID-19 among the elderly. Get this by up to 85% and 94% respectively. Oh, is that awesome? The Washington Post reports that British public health officials are hailing the results from the real world study showing that the vaccines are beginning to have a positive impact on the pandemic. About 20% of the Scottish population has received a first dose of the Pfizer or the Oxford vaccine and compared against the infection rates of the unvaccinated, investigators saw strong evidence of protection. How great is that? Good news. Gosh. Number two. 
Hundreds of thousands of people took to the streets across Myanmar in one of the largest demonstrations against this month's coup and signaling to the country's military that resistance to its takeover isn't likely to go away. According to the Wall Street Journal, protesters have rallied every day in Myanmar for more than two weeks. The February 1st coup abruptly ended Myanmar's shift to democracy and returned the country to military rule with the hugely popular civilian politician Aung San Suu Kyi detained in her house and the commander-in-chief of the armed forces in absolute control of the nation. Hundreds of others have since been detained, including politicians and activists, and nights bring internet blackouts in the fear of police raids and other attacks. Number three. State lawmakers gave final approval Monday to a bill that will end capital punishment in the state of Virginia, a dramatic turnaround for the state that has executed more people in its history than any other. USA Today reports that the legislation repealing the death penalty now heads to Governor Ralph Northam, who has said he will sign the measure into law, making Virginia the 23rd state in the union to stop executions. Virginia's Democratic majority in control of the General Assembly for a second year pushed the repeal effort, arguing that the death penalty has been applied disproportionately to people of color, the mentally ill and the indigent. Republicans raised concerns about justice for victims and their family members and said there are some crimes that are so heinous that the perpetrators deserve to be executed. And number four, sorry to read that Pittsburgh Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin has tested positive for COVID-19, according to a report from the NFL Network. The trip says that the Steelers spokesman Bert Lawton would not confirm the report, but said members of the coaching and personnel staffs were all sent home last week when, quote, a few members tested positive. And that is your top four. It's ironic that uh, Coach Tomlin will be getting the COVID, went through the right. season pretty clean. The Steelers did a great job of staying healthy. And then after the season's all over, how strange is that? It is very strange, you know, but with this COVID thing, like how much of it really makes sense? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense at all. Still trying to figure it out, right? Yeah. Well, listen, we got a good show for you today. Uh, we are jam-packed from uh, start to finish. Let's take a quick break. As we always do to start off our week, we go to the White House. Greg Clugston joins us uh, from the White House in just a few minutes. An update on the goings on and around in the nation and the nation's capital. That's straight ahead. The Ride Home with John and Kathy here on Word FM. 1.5 WORD. Okay, everybody in the car. Where are we going, Daddy? On an adventure. Yay! Adventures in Odyssey. It's not just a kid's show. It's a show the whole family can enjoy. Listen on this station. Adventures in Odyssey, tonight at 8 on 101.5 Word FM, W-O-R-D. With PatriotSoftware.com, accounting and payroll, keep your time and money. Mike Campbell here, serial entrepreneur. I started my first business in the basement of a factory over 30 years ago. We had no heat and no air conditioning. Instead of customers, our office visitors were rats, birds, flies, and snakes. Our office flooded often, and we used blankets as our office walls. We were broke and needed help. That's why I created Patriot Software, to help small business owners with simple payroll for 1 to 100 employees. And if you need help, we will help you for free. Go to PatriotSoftware.com. Use promo code RADIO and get two months of payroll processing free. That's PatriotSoftware.com. With PatriotSoftware.com, accounting and payroll. 
keep your time and money. What if I told you you could save a baby's life for just $28? What's true? Preborn is a ministry doing just that with the help of people just like you by offering free ultrasound sessions to pregnant women and girls who might otherwise choose to end their pregnancy. We know that pregnant girls and women who can see their babies on ultrasound are far more likely to choose life. Your gift today can save babies' lives. Just $28 can give a mother who is abortion-minded the chance to see the truth of the baby that is growing inside her. $140 can do this for five girls and women. And a $15,000 gift will provide an ultrasound machine that will save lives for years to come. Whether you want to save one baby or five or hundreds, that opportunity is just a phone call or click away. Call 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Or give online, preborn.org slash radio. Hey, we get it. You don't want to be hearing a progressive commercial right now. So let us tell you something you do want to hear. No one is funnier than you. People laugh just thinking about the things you've said. I'm laughing at one of them right now. Coworkers repeat your jokes at the office, but they're never as good as when you tell them and shame on them for trying. There. Don't you feel better? You'll also feel better knowing you could save when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Although I'm sure you'd have a funnier way to say that. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Go to the White House now with Greg Clarkson. Greg is the SRN News White House correspondent. He has his finger on the goings-on in and around the nation's capital. Greg, how are things today? Happy Monday. Hey, I'm doing great, Mike. Area, John and Kathy, it's good to uh, good to be with you on a Monday. I was just talking yeah. to Mike. He's, he's still on my mind. <laughs> well, I understand. What, well, once, you, once you meet Mike, he stays with all of us, Greg. Always. It's just a natural thing. Whether it's 3 a.m. or 3 p.m., Mike's on our mind. He, oh, left, he, left, he left a littered line of young women when he got married that just probably never been the same. No, Mike. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Mike. All right, Greg, let's talk about what's going on inside the Capitol. I mean, an an auspicious uh, point we've reached in the COVID-19 era, uh, 500,000 U.S. COVID deaths. Yeah, this is, uh, you know, the half a million mark. I mean, I I remember uh, some of the early estimates uh, in the spring of last year when the White House during the Trump administration had started doing those daily uh, late afternoon, early evening COVID briefings. And we we saw, you know, Dr. Deborah Burks, Dr. Anthony Fauci, of course, the president was there, Vice President Pence. And once once we started to realize, you know, kind of the severity and the spread in those early days of the pandemic, there were some early estimates made that like on the high end of the projected death count, you know, they were talking maybe maybe 200,000, 230, 40,000 or something. And there were a lot of people at that time who thought that was just, that was a crazy high number. And here we are now double of what that number is. Um, and we've gone through waves of, of spikes and peaks of, of not only cases, but obviously hospitalizations and deaths. And thankfully, right now, we're on a downward trend and have been for the last five weeks. That's what the White House was announcing earlier today. But the thing is, even though those numbers are going down right now, we're still at about the, uh, the rate or the peak of where we were um, at, at the height of last summer, which was at a very, still at a very high level. So this is a very somber day. Um, it's a very, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a sobering reminder of, of what we're still yeah. dealing with here a year later. 
Right. And the, the thing is, Greg, the number 500,000 500, deaths, of course, there are many people, you know, who will say, well, that number has been inflated or right. that, you know, that's just uh, propaganda. That's, you know, that's not really uh, true numbers. And, and of course, you, I'm sure health officials have to deal with that and uh, sort of refute those false claims and, you know, talk about the integrity of the system itself, standing for the numbers and the truth of those. You're right. There, there has been some controversy, most notably in New York, for example, in, in terms of like whether the governor, um, how they were categorizing or classifying certain deaths, especially in regard to nursing homes. And then there are other people who will say, well, somebody who was counted as a COVID death probably died of, of something else or an underlying um, health issue of some kind. So there, there are going to be some discrepancies. There's no question. Um, but the bottom line is is that this is um, obviously a deadly pandemic that we're dealing with on a very large scale. So whether you're talking 400,000, 500, 600,000, whatever the exact number is, uh, it's a very large and sad number, and it continues to grow, even though there has been very, very encouraging news on the vaccination front in terms of its effectiveness against the virus. Um, and the rollout of more vaccine, and we're seeing these mass vaccination centers open up across the country. It's not happening as fast as a lot of us would like. There's still a lot of confusion, especially for older Americans. Um, you know, people our parents' ages trying to get uh, into the system. There is still right. a lot of frustration, but there is still some encouraging news despite today's somber milestone. Right. So, Greg, I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, Pennsylvania essentially is a mess. I mean, it feels as yes. though who do you know in Pennsylvania that can help you get the shot? And especially, you know, it's open to people 65 and over. Um, people, you know, 70, whatever, still not getting that shot. It's a very, very slow rollout. Uh, I wonder how are things, you know, you're in the state of Maryland, and of course uh, you're reporting, you know, from the District of Columbia, you know, just boots on the ground. What are you hearing? And, you know, your own parents, how does it work for them? Yeah, I'm, I'm hearing the same frustration that you're laying out there, that even though people are in the approved category for availability, um, it's hard to either through the county health department in which they live, through the local hospital system, or whatever the, whatever the, the process is, it's, it's hard to, to get on the list even though they, they qualify. My parents live um, on the West Coast in Washington State, and they're running into the very same uh, issues that you're describing in Pennsylvania. They mm-hmm. thankfully have now finally gotten their first dose, but it took several weeks of a lot of, um, a lot of time on the Internet and a lot of phone calls as well. But good news, as you said, you know, it's it's so easy to fall down a pit of despair in this era. And so you keep trying to, you know, um, grip onto the sides of your cage and climb out the top. But, you know, you you mentioned the news reports today. I, I read one from The Washington Post at the start of the show today that um, British public health officials hailing the results of the study in Scotland, saying that for people who are elderly um, in that country, their reduced hospital admissions went up. 85% and to 94% respectively. I mean, that really is such terrific news. Yeah, and the fact that, you know, these are technically experimental vaccinations, you know, we're talking the Pfizer and the Moderna and the, right. and the Johnson & Johnson is going to be looked at uh, by the FDA panel, I think on Thursday of this week. But what we've seen already in terms of getting this kind of emergency authorization on a very accelerated time plan, and then to actually see the effectiveness rate be so high, 
the efficacy is just, uh, it's really astounding, to be honest. Greg Clarkson's with us, SRN News White House correspondent. Greg, let's turn to matters uh, in the nation's capital. So the um, uh, nomination proceedings are moving forward. Hearings are being uh, uh, worked out right now. Uh, President Biden's budget director nominee apparently is in trouble. Uh, Attorney General uh, looks like he's in good shape. Uh, let's go there. Yeah, so today was the first day of the uh, the confirmation hearings for the attorney general nominee, it's, it's Judge Merrick Garland. Now, this may be a name uh, familiar <laughs> to remember. listeners. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> From 2016, this was the Obama nominee for the Supreme Court, and the Republican-controlled Senate said, we're not going to even bring uh, Garland up. So now he's back as the AG nominee for Joe Biden. And um, he's, 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 he's generally uh, regarded well um, by, in a bipartisan way. He was talking today um, in his opening remarks that, um, you know, as, as I think most anybody in this position would say, that the Justice Department would remain politically independent on his watch. Uh, he, he was asked a lot about the insurrection, the riot at the U.S. Capitol in January, and he said that that would be a focus of, uh, of his department, to look deeper into um, what all was involved in, in what led to those events, and, um, uh, you know, including law enforcement as well as, as, as extremist terrorist groups. Um, but then he's, uh, he's, he's likely to get, uh, you know, get the okay and the confirmation. Now, that's not the case for mm-hmm. a woman named Neera Tandon. She is the budget director nominee from President Trump, or sorry, from President Biden, and um, she's been involved in, in policy in Washington, D.C., and uh, with, uh, with Hillary Clinton over the years. And so she's, um, she's a known person here in D.C., and she was a prolific tweeter on Twitter. And she, for years, um, blasted especially Republican lawmakers and uh, a few Democrats along the way as well. And she was she had so many um you know mean and um questionable tweets out there that she deleted more than a thousand of them before her confirmation hearings began <laughs> and then she spent the next few days apologizing to all of the lawmakers yeah. who were sitting on the hearing panel with her mm-hmm. um but this is what happened last friday you had the democratic senator joe manchin a democrat say i can't support her given her past rhetoric and then more moderate republicans who more maybe votes in her favor who are maybe maybe like mitt romney and susan collins they today said no they can't vote for her either so in a 50 50 senate when you've got one democrat who's saying no that means you need at least one republican who would vote yes for her in order to be confirmed uh, with a vice presidential tiebreaker. And right now, there is no Republican vote to be found, at least not right now. Mm. Right. So that's the old slippery slope of Twitter, isn't it not? Well, I think it's it safe to I think it's safe to say that if you have to delete a thousand tweets before something that you're going to do, there's something either wrong with what you're going to do or what you have been doing on Twitter. Well, the White House, of course, is being asked about this. They're really not talking about the tone or or the rhetoric that she used, but they are saying that the president's standing by his nominee right now. Um, But they they know the math. They they think there's still a path to get to 50 or 51, but um, it's not it's it's not clear to to a lot of us what that path is right now. Right. 
SR News White House correspondent Greg Clarkson's with us. So uh, the president, uh, Jill Biden, is now starting to reach out to uh, international uh, contemporaries. Apparently, he has been speaking with uh, Israel's prime minister. Yeah, he made that call uh, late last week. And it was interesting because there were a lot of eyebrows in Jerusalem and throughout Israel uh, that were raised by kind of waiting a month into the term of, of of the Biden presidency, because in the early weeks of of the administration, uh, Joe Biden talked to you know most of the um, the primary key critical allies of the United States, uh, but had not talked to anybody in the Middle East region yet. Um, now the White House was asked about this repeatedly and said it's not a snub. It shouldn't be viewed as a as a slight toward Benjamin Netanyahu and Israel. It's just a matter of scheduling and, and getting these calls in. Um, there were still a lot of people who wondered, um, given the very very close relationship with the Trump administration, um, if this was a signal that things were going to be different with the Biden administration. But the president did finally call Netanyahu last week. Okay. He was um, recommitting, you know, the U.S. Um, you know, position of, uh, you know, working with Israel's security and, and moving forward. So the initial statement from the White House sounded very similar to what we've seen in the past, and we'll have to see how that relationship plays out. It's not likely to be as warm and fuzzy as it was during the Trump years, but it looks like it finally is off to a decent start right now. Okay, that's good news for everybody. And speaking of the former president, um, it looks like he's going to be uh, breaking a little bit of silence. I know he spoke on uh, some smaller networks last week, but he's going to be speaking in person at CPAC, I hear. Yeah, CPAC has been a staple of a a political action conference uh, here in the D.C. area. We lost you for a second there, Greg. Oh, I'm back. Am I back? Yep, yes, sir, back. you are. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, yeah, CPAC has been a, a staple in the D.C. area for many, many years, but it's, it was moved to Orlando, Florida this year, and that's not too far from West Palm Beach. And so the president on Sunday is going to be speaking. So this will be his first in-person, out-in-public post-presidential address. And he'll be talking to a, a conservative audience, and um, and it, it could be a barn burner. He talked for about an hour and 20 minutes or an hour and a half at last year's CPAC conference. Um, he covered everything, and that's what everybody's expecting this time around. We, of course, don't know if he is going to run for re-election in 2024, but all indications are he's going to make it clear that even though he's out of office right now, he still is a, uh, a force to be reckoned with within the Republican Party. Surely. Right. Well, so it's Sunday. Now, um, what about coverage? Do you think um, radio networks or television networks will cover this live? Will it be broadcast? Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm, I'm sure there is going to be interest because this is the first major speech that he's giving uh, since leaving sure, office. Sure, sure. Um, although he is a former president, but just because of the state of the Republican Party with, you know, there there are tensions within the party as to whether or not Trump should still be embraced as the leader of the party or if they should move on uh, from his administration. So there's a lot of interest politically, certainly, um, and the the event itself, CPAC, you know, it probably is going to be on C-SPAN and uh, maybe even stream live, but uh, we'll have to wait and see about radio and TV coverage as the week goes on. Okay. Greg Clugston with us, SRN News White House correspondent in his uh, weekly slot here on the ride home. Uh, Greg, before you leave us, um, 
talk about what it's like in the in the Capitol right now. So we're we're post the election. Uh, we've now had the transfer of power to President Biden. Uh, the Capitol riot has taken place. Uh, how does it feel there? Well, you know, it's interesting. I, I would say uh, two things in particular. One, um, it, it still feels like Washington is in kind of a war zone mentality because you remember a lot right? of the fencing and uh, the barriers and the National sure. Guard troops. Uh, obviously, there aren't as many National Guard troops here uh, in D.C. now, but there are still are some that are on duty, and a lot of fencing up around the Capitol and the White House remains. Um, and so it, it has kind of a fortress feel to it, which is mm. which is unfortunate. I mean, it's understandable given what happened on January 6th, as well as concern about you know, possible other events coming up in, in, in the coming weeks. So we'll have to see if that's going to change at any point, and especially with spring weather and and all that, you would just hope that uh, things could open up a little bit. So that's that's one thing. The other thing is the Biden administration, um, you know, whether whether or not uh, people voted for Biden or whether they support his policies or not, there is um, there is seemingly a little more discipline in the White House in terms of the schedule of events and, and the rollout of policy announcements and that kind of thing. Uh, because as we talked about for four years, um, often policies were announced on Twitter by, by Donald Trump. And uh, sometimes even uh, White House officials were caught off guard by some of these announcements. So uh, there's just a different pace to things right now. And with uh, with uh, and and obviously Joe Biden doesn't doesn't tweet um, as prolifically as Donald Trump did when he was in office. Right. Okay. So springtime is coming. The swallows will return to Capistrano, and the uh, fencing will come down in Washington D.C. We uh, hope spring's eternal, John. Hope yeah. spring's eternal. <laughs> maybe maybe the uh, when the cherry blossoms come, the um, the razor wire will leave. That's nice. That's a good luck. We can only hope so, Gabby. Very okay. nice. Greg, thank you. Really, always appreciate your updates about the goings-on in and around the nation's capital and around the world. Always appreciate it. Glad to do it, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, we'll take a quick break. Come back. We're just getting underway with the show. Listen, um, listen, you're not imagining this. With COVID and the pandemic, your hair may be falling out. We'll talk about that next. If you owe $27 trillion and you didn't have the money to pay it off, what would you need to do? Well, you need to make a lot more money, right? Well, now America's debt is more than $27 trillion, and right now taxes are at historically low levels. It doesn't take a genius to realize taxes will probably go up. Now think about your retirement accounts. Do you want to pay taxes on some of that money now when rates are lower or later when rates are much higher? Now, whether you should pay taxes now or in retirement depends on a lot of things. That's why Kirk Kenotic at Accurate Solutions Group has a free guide called You and Your Taxes to help you determine what's best for you. To get your copy of You and Your Taxes, call or text TAX to 412-515-3555. That's TAX to 412-515-3555. When taxes go up, will you be ready? Get this free guide from Kirk Kenotic at Accurate Solutions Group now. Call or text TAX to 412-515-3555. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Our firm may not give tax advice. Mortgage commercials are rarely exciting. So to make it slightly more interesting, here are my nieces to do it for me. So interest rates continue to drop like my sister's baby teeth. Come on, Uncle Ryan had to say the same thing last year. That's true. Last year, it was rates are boring talk historically low. And now this year, there's somehow even more boring talk historically lower than the previous boring talk historically low. Sounds boring. 
But for so many listeners who just haven't wanted to deal with it, refinancing right now could save you massive amounts of Lego sets. Rates have gotten that low. Some borrowers could potentially save hundreds monthly and tens and tens of thousands over the life of a loan. And if you didn't put 20% down before, some could even stop having to pay PMI. Give Uncle Ryan a shot. We are United Faith Mortgage. We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. United Mortgage Court, Melbourne, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. Don't let pests scare away your business. Get the help you need at boozebugstoppers.com. When cold drives pests and rodents inside, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team has your business covered. Get a free quote on your pest control and sanitation plan for the upcoming year with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at BoozeBugStoppers.com. It's the President's Day sale at Mattress Firm. Save up to $500 when you get a king bed for a queen price from brands like Sealy and Sleepies. Plus, get a free adjustable base when you spend $6.99 during the President's Day sale at Mattress Firm. We are everywhere on your radio at 101.5 WORD FM, Pittsburgh, at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at radio.com. Tonight, we'll see rather cloudy skies. It will be breezy with a low of 31. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy and windy with a snow shower. We'll see a high tomorrow of 41. Tomorrow night, clear to partly cloudy skies with a low of 30. Wednesday will be breezy with intervals of clouds and sunshine. Expect a high Wednesday of 51. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. People have discovered lots of hair in their shower drains. It's a quandary that many people, particularly women, have agonized over in recent months. According to Google searches, people have been searching hair loss. It has gone up more than 25% in the previous year, 900,000 times a month, hair loss is being searched by Google. Apparently, the phenomenon is not all in our heads, according to experts, but it is a frustrating byproduct of both immense stress and post-viral inflammation from COVID-19, known as telogen uh, ephilivum. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you you want to say that again, John? No, telogen ephilum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, it's it's a medical term. Temporary hair loss that results from fever, illness, severe stress, pushing more hairs than normal into the shedding phase of the hair growth cycle. Mm. Any type of stress can trigger it, whether it's stress on your body from illness or emotional stress from the death of a loved one. Uh, even though not everybody has been infected with COVID-19, we are all living through it. So uh, I don't know. It's just another the weird thing that we're living through, right? I... I have to say, I have not noticed this. I, I lose copious amounts of hair at all times. Yeah. Um, and so I have not noticed an, an increase in this phenomenon since COVID hit. Yeah. Well, now you were living, you know, with uh, your two daughters. The amount, it's not even, I can't even go into it on the air because it would make people physically sick. What happens right. when you, I mean, my daughter, my my daughters have uh, inherited my hair in one way or another. And there's mm-hmm. just. It's a lot of it. It's a lot of it. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I mean, can you imagine? I mean, no. all of a sudden you're going bald because you're like, right. you, but you can't imagine it. People are stressed sure, out. Course, it's just another byproduct yeah, of yeah, it, yeah. right? All right, right. So speaking of a lot of and stress and a, a byproduct of it, I was talking to my sister last night who yeah. lives in northern New Jersey, and I asked the question, so how much snow's on the ground? You know what she said? Hmm. I don't know, somewhere between 40 and 45 inches. Still on the ground because it's been freezing. It that hasn't... is so much. <laughs> 45 inches. Can you imagine that? No, thanks. No, thank you oh. at all. Okay, so today it went over like 40 degrees for the first time. I don't know how long. It's been yes. weeks and weeks my, and weeks. It's the first time I've seen my driveway. My driveway has been an absolute skating rink. Mm-hmm. Right. It was thrilling today to actually walk out and see that maybe there was some cement under there. Some respite in sight, yeah. I mean, my dog, when our dog goes out the back door, you know, to do his business, I have to give him a little push because the snow's been so high. He's been like, oh, I don't really want to go out there, but I have to give him a little bump. But I can't imagine once all that snow melts, I mean, it's going to be a mess out there. Yeah. Just saying. That's okay. I'll Something take to it. look forward to. I'll take it. I'm happy to have it. I'm going bald and there's poop in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the Monday edition of the ride home. We're just getting underway. The week looms large. It's a lot more time, people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's up next year, Kath? All right. So coming up next, our good friend, Tim Muehlhoff, Tim Muehlhoff from mm-hmm. Biola University. Um, what, but I don't know what we're talking to Tim about. Oh, yeah, we're talking oh, yeah. about what's the, to... what's, the, what's the way forward from our contentious society right there now? There we go. All right. <laughs> 101.5-WORD. The Word of God. It's bold. It's direct. It cuts across the grain of popular culture. It illuminates the mind and transforms the soul. Its meaning doesn't change. It applies to everyone, everywhere. Hi, friend. This is John MacArthur encouraging you to find out what the Bible means by what it says. Join me for clear teaching from God's compelling Word every Monday through Friday right here on Grace to You. Tomorrow morning at 7 on 101.5 WORD. Your most precious possessions are your family memories. But where are they living? On fading photos in a dusty box? Deteriorating in outdated formats like slides or VHS tapes? Or strewn across digital devices? Professional photo organizer Shelley Murray specializes in rescuing these family memories out of boxes and off devices, bringing them all together digitally into a permanent and private forever home so they can be easily accessed, shared, and enjoyed with your family and future generations. Whether it's scanning services, digital organization, photo book creation, or tech training, Shelley has you covered. She's passionate about helping families go from overwhelmed to organized, taking control of their photo collections so their memories won't be lost. Shelly will provide impeccable service and leave you with peace of mind knowing that your family's stories are organized safely and preserved for generations to come. Visit ShellyMurray.com today. That's ShellyEYMurrayAY.com. Or call 412-716-6161. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of 
of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-555-2085. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-555-2085. 800-555-2085. At Eden Christian Academy, hope is rising. Hope that is secure in God, that builds faith, and inspires a love that can't be stopped. Eden is where parents find hope in a true educational partner, where students see faith woven into every subject, and where teachers model the love of Christ to every child from pre-K through 12th grade. Schedule a personal tour at any of their three North Hills campuses and witness the hope, faith, and love that Eden can offer your child at EdenChristianAcademy.org. I'll tell you what, one thing that COVID has done has created so much dissonance between family, friends, between brothers and sisters in Christ. I mean, you think the church would be leading on this, but we are not. It's a poor example. So how do we get along? How do we get past this contentious time? Tim Muehlhoff is with us. Uh, he's a regular guest on our show. He's got a brand new book out called Winsome Conviction, Disagreeing Without Dividing the Church. Tim, welcome back to the show. Happy Monday to you. Great to be with you guys. How's the weather in Pittsburgh? Cold, snowy. Okay. Well, we had, we had a we had a we don't even don't even Tim in Southern nope, California. I don't want nope, I don't nope. want to hear about it. I will Tim, say wait, though, I'm not, I'm not. I will say though nope. that the sun the sun came out and I saw my driveway for the first time in weeks. And so, we're <laughs> excited because it's over. It's for the first time in in probably a month. It's forty degrees. <laughs> Can you speak up just a little bit? My jacuzzi is making a little bit. Just hang on. I'm sorry. It is so hard to have friends. It's so hard to have friends in California. Jacuzzi. Anyway. All right, Tim. So, so these are. I mean, we're laughing because we'd be crying otherwise. Because the uh, the level of angst and rancor uh, seems to be never ending. So we had angst and rancor about masks and about you know the closing of schools and the closing of churches and then the coming of reopening of schools and the reopening of churches and now there's angst about the vaccine and why can't we get it? And then people are saying, I don't want the vaccine because you know what if I want to have a baby in ten years and like I mean it's all sorts of stuff. Well, the question we get with the we're part of the Winsome Conviction Project, a five-year project seeking to reintroduce civility, empathy, is where do you start? And let me borrow from the founder of karate, Finishi Goshen, who had a quote. Uh, I've been in karate uh, doing kung fu for seven years, and his quote is this, spirit precedes technique. So what he was saying was, listen, I can teach you how to kick, punch, block. But if you don't have the right spirit, if you don't have the warrior spirit, then technique just won't work. And so I think uh, today we're looking for techniques like, hey, write a book on how to resolve conflict. Write a book on how to winsomely resolve conflict. How do we all get along? And I think if the founder of karate is right, we got to start at the heart level. we got to have a heart change before we ever get to how to resolve conflict. And there's no getting past that step. Yeah. Okay. So Tim, I, I love this because we were talking about this, I think on Friday's show about the word reconciliation. 
How mm. do we become reconcilers in this fractured world? And I, I've thought about it all over the weekend. Every person that I saw, I wanted to be that reconciler. And it requires a mm. giant leap of humility on my part to lay down any angst or anger or preconceived notions about people that I see, whether it's in my family or just people at the grocery store. And John, these preconceived notions, we've got to check them. If we don't check them, then we call that perception checking. Can I tell you about a study that blew my mind when I heard about it? Have you guys heard of the SCAR study? No. No. Okay. Imagine this study. Both both of you are going to be part of the study. You sit down. uh, We have makeup artists, and they're going to put a scar on your cheek, a a pretty gruesome scar, and and the makeup artist does it. Then you're going to go out and just interact with people and what's their interactions with you like based on the fact that you have the scar, okay? So, John, you and Kathy go out, and you come back in, and now you're interviewed, and you say things like, man, people were distant. I could tell that when I was speaking to them, they couldn't stop looking at it, and they recoiled from me. Here's the beauty of the study. Guess what? Just as you were getting up to go outside, the makeup artist said, oh, hang on, it's coming off. The glue's coming off a little bit. Can you just sit down? The makeup artist took the scar off. So it was in your head. You you never had a scar on your cheek, Kathy. And yet you went and interacted with people like, I know they were reacting towards my scar, man. I felt coldness from that person. So our perception towards other people, (laughs) isn't that amazing study? I love it. Wait, so Tim, are you saying this is all in our head? Well, a majority of it is in our head, and, and we better perception check. Like we look at another person that in our church or Christian organization or university, and it's like, hey, I know you don't like me. I, I know mm. you think my view is stupid. I, I know you think I don't rank right uh, as high as you do. And, and, but, but to go to that person in humility, John, I thought that was great that you mentioned that, and just sit down and say, okay, listen – here's my perception what's going on. I I have never felt accepted by you or I've never felt like you treated my views with respect. Like, is that fair or now tone is everything, right? Mm -hmm. If I go, listen, yeah. I know I you mean, don't like me. That takes a measure of boldness too, thoughts. doesn't it? I mean, well, I, and I guess, Tim, you got to feel as though the person you're talking to, you're safe with that person. Because if you, you know, were in an unsafe relationship, you would be afraid that person would go off on you for offering even, you know, the little tiniest crack of what you perceive to be unfriendliness or maybe criticism coming your way. Well, so, so here's the problem with communication. It is just complex. Right. So yeah. I, I, what you just described is what we call a communication climate. So, so we have to do climate work before the conversation happens. Remember the ancient Jewish proverb, a word spoken in the right circumstance is compared to fine jewelry. Well, we've got a lot of work to do. But, and this is we speak at marriage conferences and sometimes couples will come and they're like, OK, give me a weekend. I'm going to fix my marriage. You guys need to fix right. my marriage. You got Friday, Saturday, and we got to leave by one on Sunday. And it's like, guys, so you get just busy. can't walk. Yeah, get busy. You just can't walk in doing that. So it took us a long time as a nation to get to this point. It is going to take us a long time to get out of it. We can't look for quick fixes. And part of this, I'm arguing, is spirit precedes technique. We need to have a heart change. I'm not called to tolerate my neighbor. I'm called to love my neighbor. And if we don't, then we go before the Lord and say, listen, I have a hard heart. I don't like the other political party. 
I don't like these people in my church. And first we come before the Lord and ask and repent. Okay, so uh, the climate that we're in right now, Tim, right, whether you're a believer or you belong to a church or not, that we have relegated God to second or third uh, third status. We have made politics our God, and that's inflamed, you know, the conversation. It's hard to get past that because people are clutching onto this like, you know, this is the be-all and end-all. I'm holding onto this to my last, my last breath. Well, I agree with that. So I've said this for the last couple of years. What's happening in the church when it comes to politics and differences like Black Lives Matter, critical race theory, this is a referendum on our faith. Like, do mm-hmm. I believe what Peter says? When Peter says, I want you to bless those who insult you, I don't think we believe that. We're like, okay, that's ridiculous. Like, I'm sorry, Peter. I'm like not doing that. When God says the peacemakers will be known as the sons of God, we go, well, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not doing that. Right? Turn the other cheek, feed your enemies. We just go, yeah, we're not doing that. Right, and, right. and finally, we're seeing God saying, and no wonder you think the church is not making an impact today. You cannot ignore these biblical principles. And so I think we need to return to neighborness and, and okay. humility and, tr- and speak life to people, not speak death. Okay, so yeah. Tim, when you say Black Lives Matter, critical race theory, those six words, people's heads blow up whenever they hear those words. <laughs> I know. I know. That's why business is so good for the Winsome Conviction Project. It is just <laughs> an awesome time to be doing this. So here's what I say, John. How you start a conversation is how it's going to end. We know that from research. We know that from the work of John Gottman. So the critical startup, that first minute, when I bring up Black Lives Matter, I need to think long and hard. Am I saying anything that's going to be offensive? Am am I believing the worst about Black Lives Matter? Or am I starting with, with maybe a good point that I agree with, right, with critical race theory? It's all how we start it. And so we're trying at the center um, to think about ways we can bring up volatile topics, but do it in a way that a speaker can receive it. Okay. And that's what so, we're okay, trying now to Now, I, now I appreciate about. that, Tim. But the problem is when you bring up Black Lives Matter, people have already breathed life into the reality of what they think that's about, right? So we're all coming yes. at this. We're already, right. already it, hot about this. Yeah, and it's the same thing for, you know, if someone comes in and says, uh, you know, I voted for Donald Trump in 2016. Right. So Mm -hmm. the other side Mm -hmm. has already determined everything about that person. So let me mention, I'll mention one illustration and then let's see if this if this helps. So when I worked in North Carolina with a group called the Communication Center, we did um, we build a house in a weekend for a couple. Um, We were paired with a really liberal group. So here's the Communication Center sponsored by Campus Crusade for Christ. Nice. with a really liberal group. And guess That's what? Cool. We, that conversation could have ended in the beginning. But you know what we did? We built a house yeah. together. Yeah. And as we're, we're building busy. the house together, we're having these great conversations, and eventually they morphed into spiritual conversations. Mm-hmm. So maybe, mm-hmm. Kathy, you're right. Black Lives Matter is too volatile. So mm-hmm. let's, we need to reclaim the fact that we're Americans and we're neighbors and we're in this together. Now, Texans right now, guess what? I don't care if you're Black Lives Matter. I don't care what you think. I, I've got a child who's cold, and can you help me out? 
I think that there's something powerful about returning to our neighborness. Okay, I love this, Tim. I really, I love the conversation, but you know, I would. Uh, here's the but, but you would think in the middle of COVID, right, yep. where hundreds of thousands of people have died, that we would have come together as a nation. But instead, we are more disparate and more disconnected again because of the politics of the situation. So I don't know, you know, what I mean. I love the idea of building a house together, but you would have thought that COVID would have been that house, but it's not. So let me counter, John, I totally, I, I get it. That is so frustrating that this didn't bring us together. It was politicized in a heartbeat. So maybe because it happened during an election is what kind of made it toxic. But James Davison Hunter, one of the top Christian sociologists out of Virginia, says this, maybe it can work on the regional level. Maybe this can work mm-hmm. on the local level. And we, and, and we don't always shoot for the national level. So maybe I ask the question, what's happening in Brea? Like, what, what are the needs I can meet in Brea? And that's where we're neighbors 24-7, where I'm really not a neighbor from a person on Capitol Hill. We just okay. continually present things we disagree with. So maybe we should shift and now focus on having good communication climates right here in my hometown, and then maybe it can morph out. That's what James Davison Hunter says in a great book called before the shooting starts. It, okay. it, I think it's a great idea. So maybe we can affect local change. And if enough of that happens, we get a grassroots movement. I'll take that. Okay. So what then we need to build some sort of a house in Pittsburgh, right? There has to be mm-hmm. a conversation here, locally grassroots, whether it's COVID critical race theory, black lives matter. That's, that's back there. The action here has to be spirit building between those who we don't know or perhaps don't trust. Yeah, so here's what I would say. Right now in California, our our small businesses are dying on the vine, particularly restaurants. So what if I partnered, what if Biola University, right, or my church, we approach groups that normally wouldn't talk to us and say, hey, listen, can we all come together and support these local restaurants? We're willing to do that. This isn't about religious beliefs. It's not about this or that. We just flat out need to help these local restaurants. And would you yeah, join yeah. us? And, and, you know, this is where the Apostle Paul says, don't tire of doing what's good. So if they won't work with us, we, we go out and try to work with them. But you can't force a person to work with you. But maybe some groups would say, you know what, count us in. We're going to do this. This is a great cause. Um, I could give you 50 million examples that we include in Winsome Conviction where this actually works. I mean, 50 million, my wife just said in the back, that's a lot of illustration. It's a big book. It's a long book. Um, But there are great illustrations of Christian groups coming together with other groups. Uh, Jim Daly, we were just there. We were just interviewed on Focus on the Family. And uh, Jim Daly has partnered with the most liberal newspaper in Colorado Springs, The Independent, and focused on foster care. Fabulous. Tim, always a great pleasure. Thanks so much. I mean, really, you take us into a different perspective here. We love it. Tim Uhlhoff, his brand new book, Winsome Conviction, Disagreeing Without Dividing the Church. Tim Uhlhoff from Biola University. Take a break. Come back. We got much more. Do you remember what was kept in a spring house? If you're an old timer, you know that a spring house was used for storing fresh, cold milk. 
In 84 Pennsylvania, we have another kind of springhouse. Our springhouse is an old-fashioned country store filled with all kinds of old-time gifts, great country foods, and you guessed it, fresh cold milk. You see, the springhouse in 84 is also a dairy farm where we milk our own cows, pasteurize and homogenize the milk, and sell it all through the store. We've had people tell us it has to be some special kind of gourmet milk. We don't add anything to the cow's diet or to the milk. It's just nature's purest, most perfect food, and we love the way our customers love it. We also make a chocolate milk you would think is a chocolate shake, an old-fashioned buttermilk that people drive miles to get, and a 40% heavy cream that's wonderful for luscious desserts. Our 2% and our skim are the greatest sellers. Come and try some Springhouse milk at the Springhouse in 84. Some home repairs simply can't wait for spring, especially a leaky roof or drafty old windows. You can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, windows, gutters and downspouts, siding, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Don't put it off. Right now, Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Get new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office. Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood or composite. To show their appreciation to word listeners, you'll also get 10% off your total project when you mention this station. Get 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and 10% off, backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsruspittsburgh.com. That's windowsruspittsburgh.com. I'm a North Hills girl, and I'm proud to serve that community that I've grown up with. Stock Family Dentistry's Dr. Megan Stock. Nobody in my family was a dentist. It was kind of this innate thing planted in my heart since about first grade. And so God leading me down this path, it's been incredible to not only see my passion come to life, but to be able to do it at home is incredible. Exceptional dentistry, compassionate care. Stock Family Dentistry. Perry Highway in Wexford. Visit StockFamilyDentistry.com. Don't let pests haunt your home this winter. Get the help you need at BoozBugStoppers.com. When bats and rodents move in, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team are ready to serve them an eviction notice. Get a free quote on your pest problem today with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to safely treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? Boo's Bug Stoppers at BoozBugStoppers.com. Well, Goodwill of Southwestern Pennsylvania is urgently asking the public to make a special effort to donate gently used clothing, shoes, and housewares to the nearest Goodwill store. Michael Smith, who is Goodwill's uh, Southwestern PA's president and CEO, said in a news release today that uh, the recent snowfalls, cold weather, has had a detrimental impact on donations. Quote, there's always a slowdown in donations during the winter months. But the severe weather we're having this year has greatly reduced reductions, uh, donations, especially during these last two weeks in February. Unfortunately, our stores are now really low on clothing and other donated items. Um, to be honest, I, I got to say, I'm, su- I'm not surprised by this for several reasons. You know, during the beginning of COVID and, and, of course, throughout the summer, I think a lot of people, I'll raise my hand here, we really did a lot of house cleaning sure. and got rid of a ton of stuff. Um, but I, 
I, I look, it's always good to call, right? So if Goodwill's in trouble, this is a good opportunity to do spring cleaning early and uh, go dig deeper into your closets or your basements or your attic or wherever you've got stuff that you haven't been using for a while. What do you think, Kath? Yeah, and in the early stages of the pandemic, um, you know, you couldn't give things away because there was too, there was, you know, right, we right. didn't understand how COVID worked and people were concerned about surface contamination. Now we realize that that's not um, a major um, method of passing the virus one to another. So, you know, maybe people are still in that mindset where they're like, oh, I can't give anything to Goodwill because they're not taking stuff. Well, well now that we it. know that they are taking it and they want it. I, um, after we talked about this before the show, I went up and put a bag together. Hey, good for you. And pretty easy, right? It was pretty right. easy because I really had it already in my okay. closet. Well, whatever you do, don't give away the old egg beater. We're going to talk about kitchen appliances or you things have you used that are obsolete. Let's turn the five o'clock. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word, Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, tune in, and at radio.com. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. The U.S. Supreme Court has declined to step in to halt the turnover of former President Trump's tax records to a New York state prosecutor. The court's actions today, the apparent culmination of a lengthy legal battle that had already reached the high court once before. Merrick Garland, that's President Biden's attorney general nominee, is vowing to prioritize combating extremist violence and said his first focus would be on the insurrection at the U.S. Capitol. As he sought to assure lawmakers at hearings today, the Justice Department would remain politically independent on his watch. The U.S. death toll from COVID-19 has almost topped 500,000. Experts warned that over 100,000 more deaths are likely in the next few months, even with a continued rollout of a massive Vaccination campaign on Wall Street at the close. The Dow was up 27 points at 31,521. Oil prices gained $2.45 a barrel. This is SRN News. If you owe $27 trillion and you didn't have the money to pay it off, what would you need to do? Well, you need to make a lot more money, right? Well, now America's debt is more than $27 trillion, and right now taxes are at historically low levels. It doesn't take a genius to realize taxes will probably go up. Now think about your retirement accounts. Do you want to pay taxes on some of that money now when rates are lower or later when rates are much higher? Now whether you should pay taxes now or in retirement depends on a lot of things. That's why Kirk Kenotic and Accurate Solutions Group has a free guide called You and Your Taxes to help you determine what's best for you. To get your copy of You and Your Taxes, call or text TAX to 412-515-3555. That's TAX to 412-515-3555. When taxes go up, Will you be ready? Get this free guide from Kirk Kenotic and Accurate Solutions Group now. Call or text TAX to 412-515-3555. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Our firm may not give tax advice. It's cold. February. Snow, darkness, and a pandemic. I don't know about you, but I've got friends who are very optimistic because months ago they had their seed catalog show, and now They've ordered seeds waiting daily for the postman to deliver a package so they could take those tiny seeds and plant them in the black dirt, waiting for the green sprout to shoot upwards with the arrival of spring. Spring is also the time people are buying houses. And so maybe that's you anticipating to sprout forward with new growth in the spring for your mortgage. Talk to United Faith Mortgage, faith and family at their core. The small family team allows them to give personal one-on-one service 
The direct lender advantage is the big thing. United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. The changes haven't been easy, but there's help. The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We can design a plan that targets potential customers with proven marketing strategies. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. SurroundPittsburgh.com, connecting you with new customers. I'm Pastor Tom Hall of First Church Pittsburgh. Like you, I can't wait for this crazy time to be over. But in spite of how things seem, God isn't done with us. Join us at fpcp.org Sundays at 1045. Stream us on Facebook. Let's discover together how this story ends. Hint, Jesus wins. Tonight we'll see rather cloudy skies. It will be breezy with a low of 31. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy and windy with a snow shower. We'll see a high tomorrow of 41. Tomorrow night, clear to partly cloudy skies with a low of 30. Wednesday will be breezy with intervals of clouds and sunshine. Expect a high Wednesday of 51. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along for the Monday edition of The Stay Home. We're happy that you're with us here today. I wonder how the roads are, uh, you know. They're fine. Look, I was out this afternoon. Are they? Okay, yes. good. But I kept getting the flashing thing on my car that says, you know, ice possible, be careful. But it was like 39 degrees. What do you mean on your car? Your car flashes ice possible? Yeah. For, 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 like flashes a little warning. Like, what? hey. Yeah, be careful. There's what? potential ice. What kind of car is that? It's my Chevy EQ from Whoa. 2012. Oh, what? Really? Ice possible? 2013. 2013. Really? You know how I know ice possible? Huh? When I'm driving down the road sideways. <laughs> then I go, oh, I guess ice is possible. There I go. <laughs> You ever do that? Uh, is that the scariest thing? Oh, my gosh, thing? that is so scary. Oh. That is so scary. Oh, oh, oh man. Oh I was coming to work one time. Um, I was, like, on the Parkway East, like, sort of where the jail is. Okay. And that's like an overpass. That's not really, like, you know, a real road. And literally, my car did a full 360. I spun all the way around, and then it faced forward while I was moving, and I continued on without, like, oh, just wanted to spin you around. I thought I was, like, going to, like, lose my mind. Holy That's smokes. really terrifying. That it is really terrifying. is. All right. Um, what about this? I was uh, in the kitchen the other day, and, uh, you know, my, my wife's um, – Mom passed away a few years ago, and of course we went out and you know did the culling, the family culling. So we have that we have an old fashioned egg beater in mm. one of in one of the drawers. This, this kind, right? Exactly. You know, you use one hand and you spin right, the right. little thing, the little little gears there. You know, mm. as a kid, I used to love these things because you know the engineering was transparent. Those were just the little gears. To be honest, the egg beater it is really disconcerting to me. 
one, because we never use it, and two, every other kitchen gadget, like the whisks or the mixing spoons, gets stuck inside the little things that are twirling around. Right. We Mm -hmm. never, ever use it. However, Mm -hmm. we have an emotional, I don't, my wife has an emotional attachment to it because it was her mom's, so it's not going to go anywhere. It's just going to sit in that drawer. Right. So I wonder, probably in all of our kitchens, there are things that are obsolete that we never use, or we use once every 10 years that we refuse to get rid of. Mm -hmm. That happened in your life? When I tell you this, you're going to laugh. Okay. This is such a dated thing. This was my in-laws. And when they passed away, I could not let it go. Even though, (laughs) even though. I can confidently say I've not used it a single time since. It's a a wood block, yeah. and attached to the one side is this silver thing that you bring up and over, and it slices cheese. Do oh, you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a big deal, like uh-huh. in the '60s and '70s. Right, right. Yeah, we had one of those. Right. Okay. Well, I have one right now. Okay. Now I just looked at it yesterday. I was trying to get my, this thing out of the bottom. And uh, anyway, long story, long and short of it is that I pulled this thing out and I thought, now look at how I still have this. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have never used it. Never at any time. Do we have like, first of all, we don't have, we haven't had guests over in a year. So, and it's not like my husband and I, who's lactose intolerant is going to be excited when I pull out the cheese thing. You (laughs) know, I mean, it's just, it should really go away, but I cannot, Mm -hmm not keep that that thing was built for a block of Velveeta yes you know that right? yes because that was the only way that you could really cut the Velveeta right you need some heavy with a duty. knife it just didn't really work no that's cool all right yeah. so uh my wife was making muffins yesterday as a matter of fact and uh, there were oats I, my wife you know she just she's throwing all this stuff in she pulls out this food processor I'm telling you, this has to be first generation food processor. It might be from like 1982, maybe. Wow. That's probably, do you think that's probably whenever they first made Probably, probably. Somewhere in that, it's yeah. big and beige and ugly. Yeah. She said, uh, I, I took a bite into the food processor, or I took a bite, <laughs> not into the food processor, into the muffin. Yeah. And as I'm biting into it, she said, you know, the food processor was really getting hung up on the amount of oats. I don't think things are mixed in really well. I think the oats kind of are somewhere near the bottom. Yeah, I think they are, honey. Um, I, My wife is an excellent cook. Those muffins, they were a fail because yeah. of our old, old, old food processor. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. And now, I, let me also tell you that I've got my mother-in-law's hand mixer. Oh, yeah. And yeah. yeah and um, my mother-in-law... Uh, was a fearsome cook and baker, mm. and she did not like to mess around. So this hand mixer is like diesel powered. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so you there's no like the lowest setting for this mixer is like the double high setting of a regular hand mixer. Like this is for people <laughs> who have anger problems, right? This yeah. is not for a regular person. Mm-hmm. So every single time I use it, there is splatter everywhere i mean it's on my forehead it's all over my clothes it's on the counter it's on the wall it's whatever but here's the thing you know she she died five years ago and i'm never getting rid of that thing you know i'm not i can't how often do you use well every time i i mean i use it relatively i mean i would say i use it once a month Mm, at the holidays i use it all the time 
can you like fashion a cover for it or something? No. Like, you know, a little plastic. No, there's like... nothing that can be done. No. All right. No, no. It's just, it's the way it is. And just the violence of it is going to remind me of the fortitude of my mother-in-law. Right. That's just See, all there is to it. That's the beauty of the kitchen because things have a purpose. They also have a memory. And with that memory, right. a strong emotional connection to that, right? Yes, yes. I remember being a kid and like going in, you know, the kitchen cupboards. There was a a box of gelatin. I'm serious. This box of gelatin was like black and white or gray. It had to be from like 1948. And on the, I still love the, to read the box of gelatin because it talked about, you know, building strong nails. If you, oh, right. This, that was a big thing. Yeah. You, right. I'm like, what? A, we probably had that until they moved out of the house, you know, back in, you know, a long time so ago. So nobody ever threw away the box of jello? Nope. There was some weird family connection to it. We're keeping we, it. We needed to have that there. And that's what a kitchen does, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. A kitchen definitely has the heart things that you're, you know, you're not going to find in the, you know, TV room. <laughs> Although the TV room has its place as well, doesn't it? It does. You know, mm-hmm. how many TV rooms still have an old copy of the, of uh, like, you know, TV guide. Remember TV guide. Listen, I envied every family that got TV guide because I'm my parents you... would never do that. They would Neither never would spring for that. No. And I was always like, mom, Mm-mm, like no. the, the D'Amico's have TV guide. No. And then of course my dad would say, well, that's why we don't have to have it because mm-hmm. no. the D'Amico's have it. No, I always thought TV guide was for people with the, the silver spoon. Sure. For, that was not course. for the hall family. Yeah. Oh. You know what else? Oh, no. You know what else the D'Amico's had? Mm. Sears catalog. Oh, we had the Sears catalog. Nope, we didn't have that. We never had the Sears catalog. I don't know if because we didn't have a charge card. I don't know what the problem was, but we never had a Sears catalog. It's oh. another thing I had to go to the D'Amico's to see. <laughs> well, God bless the D'Amico's mm-hmm. for filling in when you They knew. also had Kool-Aid. And you never had Kool-Aid? Never. What kind of childhood did you have? I don't know. I had Tang. You'd think, you know, I could have like rounded it out, but no. Why was, I wonder why, uh, you ever bring that up? Like, you know, in therapy with your mom? I gotta be honest. I really hate Kool-Aid. So it's not like I had this deep resentment that I didn't have access to it. Oh, well, if you would have had it as a child, you probably would have loved it. I don't think so. I think it's gross. I thought it was gross when I was third grade. What about hugs? Was hugs around then? Hugs. Hugs. Oh, don't Mike, see, look how you're trying to. (laughs) Stir the pot. Look at your, you know what? I'm not going to say it. Mm -hmm. I'm just not, Mike. I don't care what you say. Here's what you need, Kathy. You need to make yourself a Velveeta cheese sandwich. (laughs) Yeah. along with some Kool-Aid, that'll turn your life around. Right? Okay, that sounds really true. The other think... thing, wait, the other thing they used to have, I hope, I hope Wendy's listening, she was my neighbor, um, is they used to make uh, hot, like microwave hot dogs, and they'd put them in Wonder Bread. Oh, yeah, sure. Like instead of a hot dog bun. Right, right. And I well, used to think that that was pretty snazzy. <laughs> the D'Amico's, God bless them. I love the D'Amico's. There's American citizens. That's... And then there's the D'Amico's yes. on the upper end of all that. And they had a pool. Oh, my gosh. They had it all. The heck? I mean, how do you come down? The rest of your life, you kind of be mourning for all that. Listen, right? I've had a lot of years to try to come to grips with it. All right, we'll take a quick break. Come back. Uh, we've got much more ahead. We're going to talk about um, George Washington. It's Today birthday. is George Washington's birthday. Uh, yeah. Peter Enriquez joins us in a few minutes. Stick around. It's the ride home here on Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. We are Word FM. 101.5 WORD. 
everywhere you go, anywhere you go. Word FM goes with you. That's because we're no longer trapped inside a radio. We're now everywhere you are, and you carry us around in your pocket. We're ubiquitous. There's an app for that, right? On TuneIn, on iHeart, on our own app, on wordfm.com. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. On your iPad, iPhone, and Android. We're always with you because we're inside your pocket. Whatever you do, don't lose us. 101.5 WORD. You've all helped build my pillow into the amazing company that it is today. And so now Mike Lindell, he wants to give back. You can get deep discounts on all my pillow products if you go to mypillow.com right now, click on the new radio listener specials. Listen, my pillow, it's a really good pillow. I love it. I use it every night. I sleep like a baby. You can get deep discounts on my pillow mattress toppers robes, so much more. For example, they're bringing back the BOGO offer. Buy one, get one on Giza Dream Sheets right now. Buy one set, another one absolutely free. Remember, all MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com, hit the new radio listener specials. Promo code is WORD. Call 800-391-0954. MyPillow.com, promo code WORD. 800-391-0954. What if I told you you could save a baby's life for just $28? Well, it's true. Preborn is a ministry doing just that with the help of people just like you by offering free ultrasound sessions to pregnant women and girls who might otherwise choose to end their pregnancy. We know that pregnant girls and women who can see their babies on ultrasound are far more likely to choose life. Your gift today can save babies' lives. Just $28 can give a mother who is abortion-minded the chance to see the truth of the baby that is growing inside her. $140 can do this for five girls and women. And a $15,000 gift will provide an ultrasound machine that will save lives for years to come. Whether you want to save one baby or five or hundreds, that opportunity is just a phone call or click away. Call 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229 or give online preborn.org slash radio. Don't let pests scare away your business. Get the help you need at boozebugstoppers.com. When cold drives pests and rodents inside, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team has your business covered. Get a free quote on your pest control and sanitation plan for the upcoming year with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at boozebugstoppers.com. Happy birthday to George Washington today, the father of the country. It is his birthday. Here to talk to about George Washington is Dr. Peter Henriquez. His brand new book, First and Always, A New Portrait of George Washington. Dr. P, welcome to the show. How are you? Thanks, John. Good, good to speak with you. Yeah. Okay. Very happy to have you here today, Peter. Uh, so this is your second book. Am I right about that, about George? Uh, actually, I've written several, but the, the second important one, the other one was Realistic Visionary, which I wrote about 15 years ago. It's a similar okay. book in that it takes certain aspects of Washington's life and looks at them in a little more detail. Okay, so why George? What, what's, the, what's the interest in him for you personally? Well, for me personally, actually, I'm, I'm a professor, retired professor from George Mason University, and I was hired as a local historian, and George Washington's a Northern Virginian, 
So I started mm-hmm. to look into him in more detail, found that he was an absolutely fascinating figure, much more interesting than I had been led to believe. Mm-hmm. And one thing led to another. And so for the last 30 years or so, I've been focused more uh, attention on trying to uh, study and understand. I mean, he he repays study. He's a fascinating figure at a lot of different different levels, and the country owes him such a great debt that I'm I found he's fascinating, and people will come to listen to lectures about him where they might not listen to lectures. You know, on my doctoral dissertation about a Virginia governor, people don't care, but George Washington does draw more attention, and so it, I really have enjoyed working on him. So, Dr. Enriquez, even in these contentious times, you say, as you get underway with First and Always, that George Washington was a remarkable leader. Uh, I know it's a big subject to tackle, but distill that down. Remarkable in what way? Well, he's remarkable, I, I think, if you look at it really in three different ways. If you look at leadership in terms of popularity, Washington's popularity is absolutely unmatched. He was unanimously appointed commander-in-chief of the Continental Army. He was unanimously elected president of the Constitutional Convention. He was unanimously elected president of the United States. He was unanimously re-elected president of the United States. And after the war, he was unanimously appointed uh, commander of all the armies when we almost went to war with France. Uh, In terms of not only is he popular, but he's remarkably consequential. You know, there are really two great events in the founding of our country, the winning of independence and the formation of the nation. And Washington's the absolutely indispensable man in the creation of both of those. It's hard to imagine uh, them occurring without him. And then maybe the third aspect of of leadership would be character. Uh, I know the Greeks described character as a combination of four traits. Uh, One was courage, one was prudence, uh, one was temperance, and one was justice. And when you look at Washington in all these categories, uh, he's not, as, as Teddy Roosevelt said, he's uh, the best of the great men uh, and, and really uh, a remarkably good man. I mean, that's the great thing about Washington. He is a great man in the terms of his impact, but he's happily for us a good man as well. Hmm. So he must have just leached leadership or trustworthiness or those sorts of things to have been unanimously selected um, for both of those roles. Uh, Can you talk about that? What do we know about why people were so willing to say that's our guy? Well, you know, there's there's a combination of factors. Quite frankly, part of it is his physicality. I mean, Mm. he is he's six foot two. That would be in current fairs, six foot five, superb athlete. I mean, he radiates a certain kind of charisma that, you know, is essential. I mean, you can't picture, I don't know if your audience remembers Danny DeVito, the little comic actor, you know, yeah. he can't play Braveheart like, like uh, right, uh, right. But, uh, um, Washington. And he's very lucky, uh, but he's got a, he's got a great many skills. I mean, he's a very talented uh, talented person as well as um, we can go into that if if you want. But 
my the first chapter in my book basically kind of summarizes ten factors that combine together to make him a great leader. One, he's very lucky because he could have easily been killed and run into trouble in other ways. Uh, his physicality, uh, he's ambitious, he's determined, he's courageous. Uh, he's remarkably talented. He understands human nature, uh, and uh, he has an excellent. He's got many talents. Uh, he's very, very skilled in judging people and things of that nature, uh, and his character. And you know, ultimately, uh, character is a crucial aspect. And I think Washington's character is part of the thing that draws people to him. And he's willing to make tough decisions. He's, you know, he'll, he will get people mad at him. He'll do things that are temporarily unpopular that he's convinced is best for the cause of the country later on. Peter Enriquez joins us. His brand new work is called First and Always, A New Portrait of George Washington. So, Peter, when you speak of a man who has great character, uh, there has to be a place where that was developed. Can you talk mm. about George Washington as a boy and his parents and his upbringing and what that looked like? I do. One of the chapters in my book is on Washington's very complicated relationship with his mother. Uh, his father dies when he is uh, only 11 years old. His mother's a very strong, first forceful woman, although troubled in some ways and needy. Uh, but I give her quite a bit of credit. I mean, Washington is only from a second-tier gentry family. He's not born into a lot of money. And when his father dies, uh, Washington's the eldest of of his children by a second marriage. Most of the money goes mm. to Lawrence Washington, who's the owner of, of Mount Vernon at that time, and his Augustine, his other brother. So Washington's not wealthy. Uh, Virginia's a very hierarchical system. He has to have people be his patrons. Why do they want to be his patrons? I think because they recognize here is a man of, a young man of, of hardworking, moral integrity, uh, and they're, in, they're impressed by him. And I think you have to give uh, credit to his, uh, uh, to his mother uh, for that. Uh, although they do have later on, they have a contentious relationship. Uh, but I think it's a very important aspect. Washington really becomes the man of the house at the age of 11 years old. He has four younger brothers and sisters. Uh, it's a very challenging thing to deal with a strong-willed woman under difficult circumstances. Uh, and he manages to, I think it steals his temper and helps him mature. Dr. Peter Enriquez is with us, professor of history emeritus at George Mason University, talking about the book First and Always, A New Portrait of George Washington. Um, you mentioned that he was a talented man, Peter. Um, in what way? Well, I, I, a lot of most people recognize he has a good heart. They don't give as much focus to his good head. I mean, he's not perhaps as brilliant as Madison or Jefferson or Hamilton, but he is very smart. He's got a remarkable memory uh, in the first place. I mean, just well, not a photographic me- memory, but a, oh, but a very, oh, Peter, go very back. good memory. Yeah, Peter, Peter, we lost you for a minute. You said he had a remarkable memory. He has oh. a remarkable, remarkable memory. Uh, hmm. A Polish nobleman who was visiting him watched him. He talk, named almost every river and creek from Maine to the Mississippi. Uh, he's a wonderful judge of character. Uh, that's that, that that's one of his greatest talents. He understands power. If if you think of power as getting things done, 
uh, Washington uh, is able to uh, to see what he wants to do and use the charisma and affection that people have for him to achieve uh, some of the goals uh, that he that he wants. Uh, and th- that those are those are special uh, special skills and talents that he has. Yes. So, Peter, I mean, I'm sure you've thought about this. What about divine intervention? I mean, uh, mm. it could have been a lesser man, a sloppy man, an yeah. immoral man, mm-hmm. a stupid man. I mean, all these yeah. things. But there was George Washington, the right man of the highest character at the right place at the right time, who set the mold as the president of the United States to give us the firm foundation to move forward to where we are now. Right. Well, Washington and religion is a complicated subject. Actually, in my first book, I have a chapter devoted to it. But very briefly, there's no question Washington believes in a divine providence that intervenes in human affairs, that that intervened in his life and indeed protected him. There were many times when he was very close to uh, to, to being killed, either in uh, in in battle or on a on a shipwreck coming back for sh- ship problem coming back from Barbados. So he did look to he looked to God uh, as a source of strength and and and, and intervention. Um, yes. He was he's not uh, not he's more providential. He's not an evangelical Christian in that sense, but he is a believer in divine providence and intervention in his own life and the desire to act in a way to please that providence. Right. So then let's fast forward here. Of course, our, our time is always so limited. So, but here we are, Peter, we, we live in this strange new world of cancer of cancel culture where we're going to topple statues of Abraham Lincoln, of course, another American great. Can you speak to that? I mean, because Abraham Lincoln is in many ways, and you know, you admire the man. Yeah, obviously, there have actually been statues of Washington pulled down as well. Uh, it's a difficult time for the historical reputation of many of the founders. I mean, the understandable revulsion against slavery and its offspring, systemic racism, has hurt the uh, the uh, recommend not the recommendation, but the, the standing of the founders. It's a sad case, though, because a lot of people. They just try to judge people out of the historical context. Uh, I mean, Washington was a slaveholder. Uh, He couldn't have been anything else. He was born that way, his church and his leadership and the society. He ended up being opposed to slavery. He freed all of his own slaves. Uh, And you just have to judge people in the context of their own time. There's a tendency to me, a lot of these people... I like the term. It comes from the human stain, uh, the, the novel, the human stain. Uh, people, these critics have an ecstasy of sanctimony. They feel good <laughs> by morally dumping on, you know, we're better without. Uh, and no one, of course, is pure enough from the 18th century in the framework of the 21st century or even from the 20th century in the 21st century. It, it's a, it's. It's really a lack of understanding. You don't celebrate every aspect of Washington's life. Slavery is the saddest chapter of his life. He called it the only unavoidable subject of regret. Uh, but uh, you have to judge people in the context of, of, the, of the time in which he lived and in that context. And even if you don't celebrate every aspect of his life, you have to commemorate his life because in the briefest essence, no George Washington, no United States of America. 
I would, mm. I, I believe that is a summary statement that your listeners could 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 hang on to. That's how important he is. You take him out of the picture, uh, we wouldn't be one country from the Atlantic to the Pacific. Our map would look a lot like Europe, uh, and therefore we commemorate a man who has made such important contributions. Sure, he's flawed like all people are, uh, but he's a remarkable individual. Well, this has been a terrific conversation. We're grateful that you could join us on the program, Peter. Well, I appreciate uh, the fact that you wanted to speak to me on Washington's birthday, and uh, good luck with your program. I've enjoyed the chat. Yeah, it's excellent. It's Dr. Peter Henriquez, Professor of History Emeritus at George Mason University. He's the author of a couple books. One's called Realistic Visionary, a portrait of George Washington. But the one we're speaking of today and the one that John is holding up right now, if you're watching our Facebook stream, first and always, a new portrait of George Washington, whose birthday is today. All right. Happy birthday, George. We're going to step away. It's the Monday edition, the George Washington edition of The Rhyme. Most clubs you join require an initiation fee or a club membership, but not the Word FM Discount Shopping Club. In our club, you save as much as half. That's right, 50% on gift certificates and items from local restaurants, health services, and much more. Discount deals just in time for birthdays, special occasions, or just because. And all from the comfort of your own computer or smartphone. Great deals and awesome savings. Log on now to wordfm.com, keyword shopping. Attention all taxpayers. In the midst of the social, economic, and financial crisis facing many Americans, there is some great news for struggling taxpayers unable to pay their back taxes or with unfiled tax returns. Special programs with the IRS may expedite the resolution of your tax problem and may even reduce what you owe by thousands of dollars, even forgiven entirely. If you are facing liens, levies, audits, wage garnishments, or property seizures, you need this timely relief. Community Tax has resolved over $800 million for tens of thousands of struggling taxpayers and businesses for over a decade. Top rated by the Better Business Bureau and Consumer Affairs with thousands of five-star reviews. Community Tax knows how to resolve your tax problem with the most savings possible. For a free consultation and to see what you qualify for, call 800-555-88. 800-555-88. That's 800-555-88. We are, of course, living through times of deep division and turmoil, which makes you think about your college student or soon-to-be college student. What do they anticipate walking into on campus? At Grove City College, the historical tradition is forming young minds as agents of peace in a Christ-like tradition. It's central to the core of who Grove City is as they take your sons and daughters and mold them into young, believing Christians. What does that look like? How does that work in a young person's life? Look, it's not an easy task. Uh, Look at all the pressures that there are in the culture around us. Look at the difficulties we have in our own lives and all the distractions of technology and concern for the future. And so when you think about people who are at the formative age, you know, between 18 and 22, making decisions, not just about what to study and to pursue career-wise, but who they are, you want to look for a place that's going to form character, that's going to not just be concerned about the ABCs, though those are very important, um, but how it is that a person grows and develops and matures as an individual that's able to take on and live through an era like this of both division and disease to take a deep dive in what it is to be a citizen of Christ in these difficult times, look online at Grove City College. 
That's gcc.edu, Grove City College. Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, TuneIn, and on radio.com. In the car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Tonight, we'll see rather cloudy skies. It will be breezy with a low of 31. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy and windy with a snow shower. We'll see a high tomorrow of 41. Tomorrow night, clear to partly cloudy skies with a low of 30. Wednesday will be breezy with intervals of clouds and sunshine. Expect a high Wednesday of 51. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. this make sense? Does what make sense? Jarred pasta sauce. Like your ragu, your prego, your classico or whatever. Yeah. I would say unequivocally, especially from many years as a single guy, there is magic in the jars of pasta. Yeah, the right? sauce for mm-hmm. a guy. I mean, it's a quick, easy, inexpensive meal. You're boiling the noodles. You heat up the sauce. Boom. It fills the pit in your stomach. You're good to go. I say yes. Jarred mm-hmm. pasta sauce makes good sense. No, you're wrong. What? Come on. No, I'm sorry to tell you. Here's the thing. Making sauce is one of the easiest things that you could do. Yeah. I and, get that. I get that. And if you spend 10 minutes five minutes learning how to do it and 10 minutes doing it, you end up with something that tastes like 50 times better of course it does. than what you're buying in sure. the, the pasta jar. So all you need is an onion, olive oil, garlic, mm-hmm. and sauce or diced tomatoes. That's all you need. Yeah. Here's the deal. Again, as a guy, one of my first apartments, mm-hmm. I didn't have a stove. I had a hot plate. I mean, okay, well, it's like, like basic, okay, basic. That was, okay, that was back in the Stone Age. Like, I mean, a, a lot of apartments now actually come with stoves. Or a microwave. Okay, so you could, you could still cook your onion in a microwave. What if you're in prison? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm just saying. All right. Hard times. Okay, so you, you, you stumped me on the prison. Okay, I'm just so, saying. Okay. There's a place for, for charred sauce. All right. All right, we're just talking about George Washington. I've been thinking about this. Do wigs make sense? Oh yeah, a wig. Oh, sorry, I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have weighed in yet. I should have let you. Now wait. Now look, I, I look at like somebody like uh, Ken Burns. You know Ken Burns? Yeah. Right. Ken Burns, gigantic, creative figure. All yes. those different series he's produced for PBS. He's got the worst wig in the history of the universe. Oh, does he? Oh, it's the worst. And you think, okay. Ken, you don't need a wig. Look at me. Am I not follically challenged? Am I going to put a wig on? Hmm. Now, I understand um, people with medical conditions and whatnot. Right. You know, that's, I, I get that. There are a lot of people that don't want to do their hair. Okay, let's say this. Am I right in saying, is it too much for me to say that they make sense for women, but not for men? Yeah, I guess. But they don't make sense for me. But I understand guys who are clinging to the no, vanity of vanity. they don't make sense for men. They look bad I on mean, every single man. There's never they... been a man that looks good in one. <laughs> I Never. Agree. There's okay, never been wigs, wigs don't make sense for men. For women, they do make yeah, sense. Yeah, I think they can All make right, sense okay. And for George Washington, at a particular time in this world. 
101.5 Word FM, WORD. Trials and temptation can be such painful times of the Christian life. But this week on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie provides help coping with both. We're studying what every growing Christian needs to know. Tune in for the practical insight coming this week on A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie. A New Beginning with Greg Laurie, weekday mornings at 1030 on WORD. Hi, my name is Tanya Ettinger, the Pittsburgh wedding planner and your luxury event concierge. Oh my, do you have to plan your wedding yet again? You don't know how many guests you're allowed to have at your wedding? Do you have to wear a mask or not? Your venue's not calling you back? It doesn't have to be that way. I am pandemic on-site protocol certified, and I'm the solution to your wedding problems. At Weddings of Pittsburgh, my team and I will make your dreams come true. We attend to your every need so you don't have to lift a finger or worry about anything. Relax, leave the stress behind, and enjoy the adventurous experience that my magic will provide you. Go to WeddingsofPittsburgh.com, fill out the contact form, and enjoy the wedding you've always dreamed of. Tanya Ettinger with Weddings of Pittsburgh. Let's make magic. Hey, you've all helped build my pillow into the amazing company that it is today. And so now Mike Lindell, he wants to give back. You can get deep discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now, click on the new radio listener specials. Listen, MyPillow, it's a really good pillow. I love it. I use it every night. I sleep like a baby. You can get deep discounts on MyPillow mattress toppers, robes, so much more. For example, they're bringing back the BOGO offer. Buy one, get one on Giza Dream Sheets right now. Buy one set, another one absolutely free. Remember, all MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com, hit the new radio listener specials. Promo code is WORD. Call 800-391-0954. MyPillow.com, promo code WORD. 800-391-0954. At Eden Christian Academy, hope is rising. Hope that is secure in God, that builds faith, and inspires a love that can't be stopped. Eden is where parents find hope in a true educational partner, where students see faith woven into every subject, and where teachers model the love of Christ to every child from pre-K through 12th grade. Schedule a personal tour at any of their three North Hills campuses and witness the hope, faith, and love that Eden can offer your child at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Where does confession fit into your life? Is it something that you're actively involved with? I've talked about this before. I, I grew up a Catholic schoolboy. So this was something, you know, that was embedded in us. We were forced to go to confession weekly. The nuns would walk us over. We would, you know, kneel in the pews in the dark church. And Father Sanderbeck sat in a little box. And then one by one, we would join him. And we had a particular litany of prayer that we followed along. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. It has been, you know, X amount of time since I've had my last confession. And then you would hold forth. And he would hear that, you know, hear your sins. And then he would offer you penance. That was part of my life for many a year. Well, as a Presbyterian, I'm not sitting in any little box. Father Sanderbeck's long gone. 
And so no one's offering me penance for my, for my sins. So how does that work in our own personal lives? Everybody comes at this a little differently. Dustin Crow joins us. Dustin's pastor of discipleship at Pennington Park Church in Fishers, Indiana. He wrote a really interesting piece that talks about confession. I confess it's easy to neglect. Dustin, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on today. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about windshield wipers first, because I thought that was a really good metaphor for what's going on. Um, talk about your story and what almost happened to you on the road. <laughs> yeah. I use an example of when I was uh, a few years ago, I was driving down the road, the rain started pouring and a lot of us have experienced this. And then my windshield wipers actually caught on one another, which was pretty scary. Um, so I had to pull over. And the problem was the windshield wipers get the rain out of the way, as we know. They get the mud, the bugs, all of that out of the way so that we can see the road. And it's easy to ignore them. And I kind of compare that to confession. That confession itself isn't the thing, but it gets our sin and the relational junk out of the way so that we can see God again. Okay, good. So then, essentially, you're saying it's extremely important that we do confess, right? I mean, this is a necessity of our lives. Otherwise, the gunk just overwhelms us. Yeah, and First John 1 says, you know, if you don't, if you say you have no sin, you lie. And so he calls mm-hmm. us to confess. Um, and again, not all of this beat you down, make you feel guilty way, but because it's just the reality that we have ongoing sin. Um, and like in human relationships, that gets in the way between me and God from actually experiencing him. And confession is how we're honest about that and how we deal with it. Okay. All right, now, Dustin, now, like, again, I'm reverting back to my Catholic schoolboy days. This was a scheduled appointment that I had to confess my sins on a weekly basis. Now, you know, as an evangelical Christian, as a Presbyterian, that's not part of my daily schedule, my weekly schedule. And I feel as though, you know, we miss something because of that. Is that, is that true or not? Yeah, I think we can build it into our lives in a regular way. I think it can be both formal and informal. So when we know we've done specific things that are wrong, we kind of feel the conviction and guilt of that. That's kind of a more spontaneous, we do need to confess that. But even on a daily basis, I try to begin a lot of my mornings this way. I confess, and maybe there's not a specific sin, but I confess that I am a sinner. I confess Mm -hmm. that I tend to live selfishly. I confess that I need God's mercy. And so I cultivate this attitude of confession on a regular basis, um, and that's a way to do it formally. Okay. So what about this? Um, For people listening who have been raised uh, in a Protestant church of some sort um, there, and I've heard this from people. I just heard this from somebody recently. You know, I don't, I don't do confession. That's too Catholic. Yeah. And a lot of times that's the way we view it. We view confession as the hack where we go to another person and we tell them kind of like venting to get it off of our chest. And, you know, James does say we can confess to one another, but usually in the Bible, confession is to God. Um, David, Psalm 32 and 51 says, against you, you only have a sin. And so he confesses that sin to God. So we see it in the Old Testament. I mentioned First John, a common verse where it says to confess our sins to God, and he is faithful and just to forgive us. So it's in the Bible. It's in Old and New Testament. It's a basic practice because all of us sin. And so what do we do with that? Well, Jesus has forgiven it, but there's still this relational um, barrier if we have unconfessed sin in our lives. And God draws us to himself through this gift of confession, not the, the duty-bound, hey, you have to do this act. Right. And, and you know, it's true. There, there is something that is 
freeing about confessing, isn't it? I mean, it's cleaning oh, yeah. house. Oh, my gosh. And as you talk about this, Dustin, I mean, it really is a gift that's necessary. Yeah, and I think the gospel does, it frees us to do that. That God already knows the sin. Uh, we're not condemned because of it if we're in Christ. Mm-hmm. And so it actually there's this freedom to tell God, this is what I've done. This is who I am. And he knows that. And yet I don't want this to be a part of my life. You know, I might have sinned with anger this week, um, but I don't downplay that and say it wasn't a sin. And yet I don't let that cause me to live in kind of wallowing in guilt. Instead, I just come clean on it. I go to the cross. I cling to grace. And I ask for God's help to change. Um, that's kind of what it is. Right. Mm-hmm. I bring you on, Dustin, because to be honest, in all the different you know facets of you know having a talk show and different guests join us, it's something that we talk about very, very rarely. So I believe you know if we're talking about it rarely, then the church itself is also talking about it rarely as well. And I wonder why that is. I think part of it is because it does seem like um, you know when we hear that word confession, we think, oh, that's bad. I have to beat myself up. I have to look within. I have to do that self-analytical, analytical, like, where is my problem? And we see it as only that, the beating yourself up, as opposed to, like I said, the more positive joy-based repentance where we get that stuff out of the way because we know it's there. And yet if we don't do it at all, it never gets dealt with. And so I think that's where it can be seen as a, it's a gift because the Bible uses it in the language of restoration. That confession is the way we get more of God not the way we just beat ourselves up because of our sin. It's a great way to look at it. Um, I think John's right. I think we we don't talk about it enough. And Dustin, we're grateful that you were able to lead us through this today. Appreciate yeah, you being on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, that's Dustin Crow, pastor of discipleship at Pennington Park Church in Fishers, Indiana. He's the author of a book called The Grumbler's Guide to Giving Thanks, Reclaiming the Gifts of a Lost Spiritual Discipline. There's much more ahead on the ride home. Don't let pests haunt your home this winter. Get the help you need at boozebugstoppers.com. When bats and rodents move in, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team are ready to serve them an eviction notice. Get a free quote on your pest problem today with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to safely treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at boozebugstoppers.com. Hi, my name is Tanya Ettinger, the Pittsburgh wedding planner and your luxury event concierge. Oh my, do you have to plan your wedding yet again? You don't know how many guests you're allowed to have at your wedding? Do you have to wear a mask or not? Your venue's not calling you back? It doesn't have to be that way. I am pandemic on-site protocol certified and I'm the solution to your wedding problems. At Weddings of Pittsburgh, my team and I will make your dreams come true. We attend to your every need so you don't have to lift a finger or worry about anything. Relax, leave the stress behind, and enjoy the adventurous experience that my magic will provide you. Go to WeddingsofPittsburgh.com, fill out the contact form, and enjoy the wedding you've always dreamed of. Tanya Ettinger with Weddings of Pittsburgh. Let's make magic. We're all spending a lot more time at home these days. An adjustable bed can elevate your sleep experience and make everyday activities like reading, watching TV, and working more comfortable. At the Original Mattress Factory, we know not all adjustable beds are created equal. You need one that has the features you need, along with the power and durability to provide comfort for years to come. 
We offer high-quality adjustable bases at an affordable factory direct price. Visit an original mattress factory location to elevate your sleep experience today. Why a classical Christian education? Because kids learn differently at different ages. Through grammar, we grasp the building blocks of knowledge. Logic teaches how those building blocks relate. Then rhetoric helps us communicate what we know. For over 50 years, Trinity Christian School has intentionally applied this classical approach to education with great success. It's just one reason why they're consistently ranked among the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County. Trinity Christian School at trinitychristian.net. It's the President's Day sale at Mattress Firm. Save up to $500 when you get a king bed for a queen price from brands like Sealy and Sleepies. Plus, get a free adjustable base when you spend $6.99 during the President's Day sale at Mattress Firm. It's long, over a 1,000 chapters, over 30,000 verses. No wonder so many of us have never read it cover to cover. Want to do it? Want to read the entire Bible? Start today at BibleStudyTools.com. BibleStudyTools.com includes Bible in a Year, an interactive plan for reading, learning, and understanding the Bible. Deepen your faith and impact your walk with God one day at a time. Bible in a Year, just one of the new interactive Bible study tools at BibleStudyTools.com. Let's face it, life's messy, and being a single Christian in today's culture isn't easy. Thank God for the Boundless Podcast. From relationships to finances to faith to family, they help me maintain my Christian walk through the tough stuff. Check out this clip from the Boundless Podcast. Today we are going to talk about the issue of shame mm-hmm. around singleness. One of the things that, that I've thought a lot about is um, Paul's peculiar message to the, the church in Corinth, in 1 Corinthians. He's talking about singleness yeah. because it seems like he is saying it's okay to get married, but stay single if at all possible. And the only way I can make sense of that is he has in his mind a priority of doing what God has called him to in the kingdom, and that that is more important to him than, than having his relational status be what he wanted it to be. Boundless, a focus on the family webzine for young adults. For the complete podcast, support, and encouragement, visit boundless.org. Since the beginning of time, a battle has been raging. The single most important question any human being can ask is the question, what is truth? A battle between God's truth and the deception of the world. Is our culture filled with lies? Focus on the Family presents The Truth Project. Discover how knowing the truth will transform your life. Focus on the Family's The Truth Project at thetruthproject.org. A 95-year-old man who lived in Tennessee was deported to Germany on Saturday, one year after a federal judge found that he had served as an armed guard as a Nazi concentration camp where prisoners were forced to work outdoors to the point of death. The deportation of the former guard, Frederick Karl Berger, capped what could be the last prosecution by the United States government of collaborators in Nazi war crimes, as most of the targets have died in more than 75 years since the end of World War II. Now, at this point, 95-year-old Frederick Berger is in an assisted care facility in Germany, Mm -hmm. and apparently he is making things work as a 95-year-old man can do. But can you imagine what that story was like? 
No, and, and it's uh, let me just say again, in case you think you heard this wrong, this is a 95-year-old man who was deported by the United States. Um, Berger's removal, I'm reading here from the uh, press release from the U.S. Justice Department. It says, Berger's removal demonstrates the Department of Justice and the law enforcement's commitment to ensuring that the U.S. is not a safe haven for those who have participated in Nazi crimes against humanity and other human rights abuses. Um, He goes on to say, in this year in which we mark the 75th anniversary of the Nuremberg convictions, this case shows that the passage even of many decades will not deter the department from pursuing justice on behalf of the victims of Nazi crimes. Right. Okay, so here's what happened. Um, He worked in this concentration camp, and these conditions, of course, abhorrent. The concentration camp held 100,000 men and women 55,000 or so died, literally worked to death in the dead of winter, building encampments for tanks to burrow into the ground. Uh, During a two-day trial in February, Mr. Berger acknowledged that he had guarded prisoners to prevent them from escaping as they worked from dawn to dusk and as they traveled to work sites and back to the camp. He also acknowledged that he never requested a transfer from the concentration camp and that he continued to receive a pension from Germany based in part on his wartime service. The prisoners at the camp that he guarded included, quote, Jews, Poles, Russians, Danes, Dutch, Latvians, French, Italians, and other political opponents of the Nazis. The largest groups of prisoners were Russian, Dutch, and Polish civilians. The court also found that Mr. Berger helped guard the prisoners during their forcible evacuation to the New Ngama main camp, a nearly two-week trip under inhumane conditions, which claimed the lives of some 70 prisoners. The decision also cited Berger's admission that he had never requested a transfer from concentration camp guard service and that he continues to receive, as you said, John, a pension. Listen to this. Um, this was this kind of put it in perspective for me. Um, this is the kind of the meta view on uh, how the U.S. has looked at this since the end of World War II. It says since the 1979 inception of the Justice Department's program to detect, investigate and remove Nazi prosecutors, it has won cases against 109 people. 109 people. Right. Over the past 30 years, the U.S. Justice Department has won more cases against persons who participated in Nazi persecution than have the law enforcement authorities of all the other countries in the world combined. Mm -hmm. That is something to be proud about. If you're looking to be patriotic, there's something you should be patriotic about. Right. Justice delayed, perhaps, but certainly not justice denied. And, you know, of of course, in the, uh, the end days of World War II, a lot of the, you know, the major figures of the Nazi war machine, they were arrested, they were tried, many of them were executed. And now, as this goes on, 75 years after the end of World War II, you're picking up the final remnants of yes. very, very old men and women mm-hmm. who are still being singled out and tried and convicted or deported, right, back to Germany from whence they came. And what, you're, know, te- what, what you're telling Holocaust survivors is that their struggle mattered. Right, of course. And their suffering mattered. Yeah. I mean, there are many people who would say, wait a second, this guy's 95 years old. I mean, how, how can that be fair to uproot him from his home? He worked in the United States. He raised a family here. Clearly, he was a good citizen mm-hmm. all those years. Doesn't he deserve a pass after all this time? Right? A case could be made for that. But a case could mm-hmm. also be made. He's a war criminal. He deserves There's no punishment. statute of limitations on the Holocaust. Right. This isn't like he stole 10 bucks from a pharmacy 30 years ago. No. Uh, I mean, 100,000 people in a a concentration camp, 55,000 men and women died. Yeah. Uh, 
it is justice. It is true and fair after all these many years. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, what a complicated and uh, deep world that we live in. And, and truly, again, thank God we've got a savior. It's hard to navigate through the uh, the maladies of what it is to live in this world. And if we didn't have Jesus on our heart, uh, it makes things all the more difficult to know what is right and true and good in this very upside down, topsy-turvy world. Yeah. And we know that, of course, justice can never be fully um, experienced here on earth. If you're listening to the story and you think, well, I'm happy for these Holocaust survivors that there was some justice, but where's the justice for me? Um, I get that. Um, so this is why we look forward to the city with foundations whose architect and builder is God, uh, where justice is done the way it was supposed to be done. I'm into that. Okay, well, that's our show for today. We Thanks for being with us. The podcast is up and running after we leave the air. Check for us on Facebook, The Ride Home with John and Kathy, and of course, as always, at wordfm.com. Have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow. God willing. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.